Who is with Vinny Fiorenza? There's a lot he doesn't know. There's a lot he wants to know. This is a podcast where he tries to learn from people who know things he doesn't. He'll be focusing on people from the worlds of business, entertainment, and the arts. His guests are people he finds fascinating and that he believes will bring value to others. Join him on the journey on finding out who is. I knew I could dance once I started moonwalking in the kitchen and my grandma was like, he's moonwalking. And she just made me feel so good in that moment because I wasn't moonwalking. <laughs> I made my own tour. I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting for nobody. Yeah, hey, I'll put legit. Yeah, sold out shows. And I'm like, hey, people showed up for me. I just want people, to, if they're going to be on my movies or music videos, yeah. anything, just to have fun. Going from nobody uh, applying at LACC to a year later, having 400 submissions, that's just the definition of not giving up. We're here. We're ready. Let's go. Elijah Howard. Yes. Um, let's uh, let's hear it. Uh, where are you from, Elijah Howard? Let's get it started with that. I am from Inglewood. I was born in Inglewood and then I moved to Victorville for 10 years. Los Angeles. Yes, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Inglewood is like t- 10 minutes from Los Angeles. This is the same thing. Same cool. City. Then is I'm that L.A. To- County? Yes, L.A. County. Nice. And then cool. I moved to Victorville for 10 years and I lived out there. And then I'm, I just came back in 2012. So I've been in L.A. since 2012. Nice. Um, When you were growing up, how how do you think your friends or your classmates would describe you? When I was a little kid or now? (laughs) When I was little, I was loud. You were loud? (laughs) I was was a different kind of kid. I was loud. I was disruptive. You know, on the report cards when they put easily distracted, (laughs) that was on my report card. So, I mean, when I was little, but now now you're an artist. Yes. Now they'll they'll describe me as a very talented individual, very multi-talented. That's good. So you were a little rambunctious. What what were were your hobbies as a a kid? Oh, God. Um, Well... My brothers would try to force me to do basketball, but I, I, no, like, not for you. I was off to the side of the basketball court making music <laughs> or great. like to the to the balls that hit the ground. Um, sometimes they'll dribble in like a That's beat funny. kind of way and then I'll get an idea and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do that. And yeah, I would be on the side of the thing making music and my my sister's like, go play basketball. I'm like, no, I want to be with y'all. Because they were off to the side singing and stuff, too. And I was like, oh, That's interesting <laughs> with the basketball and the sounds yes. like and how you're translating your head. That's pretty cool. So I was going to ask if you were always artistic. I guess, I guess you were. Like, what were what were some of the other outlets when you were young that you used? Um, writing. 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 See, well, that's like artistic, but writing, yeah, yeah. writing for sure. I, I would always write different kind of stories in my head, just make, make believe. Nice. And I would leave them off to the side. And now later I use those stories now because I I'd start writing movies and stuff. Great uh, reference point. Do you have any of your family? that um, might have influenced you to join the arts? Was there any influence in that? My family, no. Yeah, because they had me. But no, I, not my I family. Get it. Um, but Michael Jackson, the, Michael yeah. and Janet, the, the siblings, those, they those, are the ones. Those are the main, those are the main people. Yeah, those are. When did you start making music? When did that journey begin? It was 2016. I started as a joke. As a play, joke. As a That's joke. Great. I was playing. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the studio and I'm just gonna go in there and see what I can do. And it was you it, just it, had access to a studio like know, that. I, I had to look one up. I had to look okay. one up. But it was a joke at first. I wanted to see what I can do. And after oh. when 2020 came and everybody, you know, we were locked down and board, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take it serious this time. And I started doing it. So it's been three years the most that I've been taking nice. it serious. That's but, yeah. great, man. Yeah, I'm a, it's nice. I have heard heard a lot of your music. It's nice. Do you do you write? All your own music? I do. I'm one of those people that if I don't write it, I, I don't think I can sing it. Just because. No way. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not going to write. I, I won't feel it as much. 
So if I write it, I'll feel it more and I'll get more emotion. Have you co-written yet or are you open to doing that? I have not. But people have asked me to write. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've sung on people's songs doing background melodies because that's what I'm really known for in my music is stacking vocals, harmonizing, and things like nice. that. So a lot of people ask me, hey, can you harmonize on this song? I'll give you song credits and things like that. So I've harmonized on people's songs. I've never written nice. for anybody, though. Yeah, so, yeah, you know you know how to collaborate. You got all your the publishing and this and that. Yeah. Yeah, you're all, um... When was it, like, after you started, like, during the pandemic 2020 to take it super seriously, when was when was the first time you released your own song? Um, it was about six months into 2020, because I know we were quarantined for a while. <laughs> and then I just started to get really bored. And I'm like, oh, like, uh, something has to happen. I'm going to lose my mind. Those basketball started yeah. dribbling, coming back in. And then plus, being having so much free time, I'm just writing song after song after song. And I'm like, you know, it's just songs it's sitting there. So then I was like, you know, I'm going to make an album. And I made, called the album Stardust. And from there, I realized... Like I started hearing some of my friends sing my songs. Like sometimes we'll be on a movie set, and I'm like, "Who's who's that singing my song?" It's one of my friends. I'm like, "It was a catchy song," and they're like, "Yeah, I loved it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So then I'm like, "Okay, people are starting to enjoy it." But yeah, six months into 2020, I was bored, and I was like, "Okay, I got to do something." So you released that song. How how does it feel like to release your first song into the world? Uh, if it well. <laughs> uh, the first the first song it didn't get much traction out yeah. you know, I just put out the song say hey guys here's the song and I don't I think I think probably 100 to 200 people streamed it because Spotify tells you yeah, yeah. who streamed it or not and I was I was discouraged but I was like hey it's the beginning yeah. it's not going to be millions of people you know but you work yeah, your way I'm up. still working on people getting to watch this show yeah <laughs> keep, no matter if it's one view five views or ten views somebody's watching so just keep going how would you Describe your genre. Um, definitely pop. pop. Definitely pop. Michael, like I said, Michael and Janet Jackson, Bruno Mars. Uh, Chris Brown is more R and B, but when yeah. when he first started, he was pop. So you would say you would say all those artists are your biggest influences. Yes, Chris Brown. Well, Michael, Janet, Chris Brown. Oh, that's um, that's a higher. Yeah, I'm like I have to say Michael and Janet first because <laughs> people are gonna think I put somebody before them, but no, uh, Lloyd, Sierra. Just, yeah, just the old school artists. The, yeah. the artists, when they made music, they had a story to it. Nice. Um, and feeling. What are some of the main takeaways, like, that you, I don't know, like to use from those specific artists in your music? Just be creative. That's my main mm -hmm. takeaway. When I'm creating music, I'm not trying to think, I don't think in my head, oh, my God, people are not going to like this or yeah. people are going to say this about this. You just got to create what Elijah Howard would create. I can't create something that one of my friends, because I have a lot of musician friends, and we tried to collaborate with each other, but we just weren't connecting. But that's okay, because my music is not going to be their music. So just be creative in your own lane. Stay in your lane. That's my takeaway. I know you have a big passion for 80s music oh i do what um so what 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 about that specifically and like what what inspires you about that sound and the i don't know, know just well my mom was she was born 1970 so she was a teenager oh, in the really 80s young. yeah so she, well, was, she was a teenager in the 80s she's always telling us how good of a time she had and her she blasts her music in the house and i'm like wow this this doesn't sound like anything like what now. we got now yeah, yeah. and it just had emotion it had feeling and then some of the 80s movies like uh, well the sandlot is in the 90s but it you got 93 like, yeah you got uh uh, Stand by Me, The Goonies, um, just things, the movies like Bob that. Bob Bosman, both of those. Yeah, just watching those. watching those movies, I'm like, dude, the '80s had to be. Well, you must just, have been a big John Hughes guy. Oh like yeah, the Breakfast Club. Oh yes, I am. Watching Grease and, and, yeah, and yeah. musicals and things like that. The '80s, I just feel like 
I didn't have to live in that era to know that that was a good era. I mean, there was a lot going on in the world, but <laughs> but just music-wise and uh, entertainment-wise. Yeah, there was a lot of cult culture rising. Like, I mean, the economy was pretty good throughout that whole time. So, yeah. you know, they put a lot into the art. Not to mention that song uh, by Michael Jackson, We Are The World. Oh, Just true. watching that, him bringing all of those 80s uh, musicians together, I was like, dang, I wish I could have been there. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, that was that's a beautiful song. So I've I watch I watch a few of your videos. Obviously, I listen to your music. Um, but in some of your videos, you're you're dancing all the time. Like, when when did you start doing that? Oh, dancing! No, yeah, I was always dancing. I remember the summer that Michael Jackson died, which was 2009. Very sad summer. But me and my brothers and sisters, we danced from the from the morning to the night. We danced just 24 because it was always a special on about Michael Jackson. Yeah. And we were trying to imitate his 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 uh the spins that yep. he do, the the landing on his tiptoes, the moonwalk. But I knew I could dance once I started moonwalking um in the kitchen and my grandma was like, "He's moonwalking." And she just made me feel so good in that moment cuz I wasn't moonwalking. <laughs> I, I was not moonwalking. I was I was sliding, but I wasn't moonwalking. And she was like, "You're moonwalking." I'm like, "She inspired me." So, yeah, dancing is just all you got to do is move, move your body. Yeah, and, no. it, and, I, and that leads into choreography and having... But yeah, um, for my music videos, I, the choreographers came and they taught us the moves and things like that. Of course, with my insight as well, giving them pointers. That's great. So you always practicing. Were you, did you have any like teachers at any point? Dancing-wise, yes. But the choreographers that come in to give me the moves for the music videos. But uh, other than that, music-wise, no. My teachers were just... A CD player, putting on Michael That's or Janet or Lloyd or Usher, those were my teachers. That's funny. I don't know why. I just got an image of li like Little Miss Sunshine or something. <laughs> <laughs> practicing for that thing as, as a young kid. What goes into making a music video? Oh god. Yeah. And you, did you like direct yours or like what? What was the story? I, I've directed every one of my music videos so far because. I'm not. Directors are expensive. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I could do this myself. I, I'm a director, but. Usually it, it starts with me writing the story about the music video. Like my first music video I ever put out, uh, which is State of the Art, is based off the movie The Sandlot. So if you watch I that, watched it. Yeah, so, so then you'll you'll get glimpses and pieces of The Sandlot and, and, and audio from there. But We had Marty York who yeah. played Yeah, yeah Yeah on the show. Oh, like a pet. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You got to watch that and catch up. Oh, my God. It was nice. awesome. Oh, my God. I'm definitely going to watch that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's writing the story and then creating the, the vision board, the the and things like that but just creating a music video it's nothing like actually being there in person you can you can plan a lot of things at home yeah. oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna do that but then when you get on set nothing really goes as planned a lot of it's improv but yeah I just want people to, if they're gonna be on my movie movies or music videos yeah. anything just to have fun and if you have to improv improv because sometimes improv is the best like some movies have some famous quotes from improv. No, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a lot. I know TV shows the same thing. So you you're mentioning that you directed your music video. You're also a writer director for films. Um, when did you start that journey? Oh yeah, that was in college. I went nice. to LACC in 2015 to 2017, and nice. I remember they didn't have a drama club. I'm like, you guys don't have a drama club. So what do we do? I, me and my best friend, we created a drama club at LACC. Oh, nice. We were the vice president and the president of the drama club. But I remember I put up a, a casting call for a movie and I put it up on a Friday and then I went back um, that that Monday yeah. and I went to see if anybody signed up. Nobody signed up. Oh. And I was like, I was so discouraged. But I remember a year later, I'm like, it was a perfect story. 
a year later, I'm like, I'm gonna try this one more time. Cause something just was like, hey, try it. I put a casting on backstage and I went to sleep and I, I woke up, I'm like, okay, it's probably about one person that applied. No, my TV show, Easton High, got over 400 submissions. And me and my friends had to sit and we had to go through 400 different submissions. Easton High was based off of regular students we find yeah. out were witches, warlocks, vampires. So I guess people are really into that. To that, yeah. I guess and that school worked. Going from nobody uh, applying at LACC to a year later having 400 submissions, that's just the definition of not giving up. That's that's amazing. Congrats. That's a big, a big accomplishment. 400, yeah, 400 people interested it in what you're doing. It was a long journey of that audition <laughs> stage. It's looked through a lot of this people. This is good, though. You know, yeah, you get all that experience. Sounds like you've um, worked in every single aspect of the pre-production side of things, for sure. Yeah. You know, def- definitely on an indie level. Um, what some of the filmmakers that have inspired you to start writing screenplays? Um, James Vaughn, for sure. Yeah. When I watched him do the Insidious films, I mm-hmm. was like, wow, he's he's a really good director. Tyler Perry is my yeah, main... Yeah, yeah. He's my main... Tyler Perry is my main... Um, inspiration when it comes to movies because I grew up on Tyler Perry. Yeah. My grandmas and, and aunties would always have Tyler Perry on and he he had so much courage to get on stage and address and deliver a message. I, I, I believe one of his stories was the person that was actually supposed to play Medea did not show up for the the show. He so he just off. like, hey, I'm going to put the dress on in the wig. I believe that was the story. And he got up there and he wowed the crowd and from then on... He's so talented. Yeah, huh? now he has his own production company, his acres of land that's who i want yeah to be by that's who i want to live by making yeah. my movies he's a rock star and it's beautiful like that he you know could inspire someone like elijah to yeah you know he inspired me a lot yeah he's inspiring me yeah. <laughs> he's just a super and his movies are so good he's yeah. like they're captivating. even his acting too. yes they're yeah. captivating and they 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 tell a story. Yeah, those are those are great answers. Yeah. So you have you have this mini series, uh, East East and High, right? Yes. That was the name of it. So you you casted it. What what was like some I guess a little bit of the story and where is it at now? Like what what happened with it so far? Well, yeah, the story of East and High was students. They they all go to this one school and they start to find out. Well, they start uh, create little things start happening here and there. They start to realize they have magic. Uh, some of them are witches, some of them are warlocks, some of them are vampires, and they're trying to figure out how did they all end up at this school, you know, uh, and uh, as I believe there's about three or four episodes out right now. I stopped putting the, the episodes out only because um, I wanted to find a good editor for them. Um, we got you. Yeah, oh, right. well. yeah, that's what we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Um, I edited the entire Eastern High series. Congrats, where that's there huge. Is, yeah, whether it was VFX effects, color grading, sound grade, uh, oh, sound, wow. yeah, sound engineer. But then I started to overwhelm myself. Yeah, I and know how I, that goes. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta find somebody to do something. But you reach out to people, and the prices are crazy. Yeah, yeah it's on. It's on so hold. it's, it's on lot. hold. It's on a hold right now, cool. just until I find somebody that can do it justice. When was this again? I know you mentioned Eastern it. High was filmed in 2021. We started. Oh, so filming. it was recent. Yeah, very okay. recent. Yeah, and yeah, we were done. We wrapped uh, 2022. What's the what's the goal with it? Like in the sense of like, how how long is the story? Is the whole story told? Uh no, uh, no. seasons. Cool. But uh, ten, we we filmed ten episodes so far. Oh, you yes. did. Over wow. over a span of a year, and mind you, it's a small budget. It's yeah, just yeah. me getting paid from my That's nine cool. to five job and just getting money there. Um, takes so much guts to do that. Yeah. So I changed it from now. Uh, we're gonna start filming, I believe, next year. Eastern High is not going to be a TV series anymore. It's going to be a movie series because I just want to, like I just did with my new horror film, October Falls, which should be coming out this October. 
dive into that October, October Falls. Falls. Let's, let's hear it all. Everybody laughs at my title, October Falls. I don't know where it came from because it's fall season and yeah. we started filming in October, and I just called it October Falls. But oh, so that doesn't have to do with the genre. <laughs> well, in the in the in the movie, the the town is called Hidden Falls, but since the killer cool. always strikes around October. They get they like curse the town like oh we're called October Falls now because that's when he strikes in October. Nice, it's almost October now. Yes, almost he's coming. He's coming. He's on his way. The trailer come out and everybody loved that trailer, man. I'm excited. Uh, I've never done a horror film, so I'm excited for people to see it. But yeah, I casted October Falls off of um, uh, backstage as well. Over 200 submissions. We actually had that was the first movie I had auditions in person. I wasn't there. I just hired yeah. the three casting directors to go for me. And they sat through the audition. They just sent me the videos and things like that. But um, Jeffrey Faviani and Mackenzie Stanback, they, wow. they they were the casting directors. And, yeah, I had to sit and watch some auditions. But October Falls is really I – can't, I can't wait for you guys to watch it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You, you were mentioning that you're working on a documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell, us what's, yeah tell us about that. <laughs> My friends laughed at me so much when I came up with the idea of I have a documentary. They're like, Elijah, what have you done? You haven't done anything yet. What do you mean documentary? Because usually documentaries happen later in, in life when you've done something. And I, yeah. I said, I've done a lot in my two years of starting. But this documentary <laughs> is more so um, Icon in the Making. That's the name of it. Um, just showing people it's like, like your genius. Yeah. Or whatever. The, you saw the Kanye one. Yeah, I did. And the Drake one. That inspired me <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Watching cool. those documentaries or Janet's doc Janet Jackson just had a documentary that came out. Just watching that, I was like, I need a documentary because it's not so much where I'm at in my life, it's more so showing somebody just like me, a regular person that still has a nine to five job to this day, that you can do it. You can go from a nine to five job and mm. still like a lot of people get these jobs and they get lost into these jobs. And yeah. I always try to tell uh, try to remind people that this job that you have right now is just a stop on your journey, just a temporary yeah. like detour. You know, as long as you're telling yourself at that job, I'm constantly in my head. This is just <laughs> like in my head. I have to repeat it to myself because some people can get lost in, in the job. You got to repeat yeah. it to yourself, like, "Hey, this is temporary. It's not for long." But this documentary is to it. show people that, hey, you you can do it, just like me. Cool, man. Looking forward to that too. Wait, does that you didn't complete that yet? Did no, you? it's coming out in January. This oh, January. congrats, man. So, yeah, it's coming. That's soon. huge. So as as a, Writer, director, musician, that all all the <laughs> above. What's what are some of the major hardships that you go through as that type of filmmaker, creative type? Um, rejection. Rejection. Yeah. Rejection, or just I've made a lot of mistakes about hiring friends, mm -hmm. and I realized that in this business, that's why they never say that. Don't mix uh, relationships with yeah. business or business with friendships. Friends, yeah. But I've made a lot of mistakes because it was the cheaper route. Mm -hmm. And um, I say, oh, my friends will help me out because they won't charge me. Or I would pay them something because I, I never like people coming oh, for it. free or something. But, um, yeah, hiring friends and those friends either, you know, canceling on you last minute. Yeah. And, you know, they're your friends. So they're thinking like, oh, he's not going to get, you know, we're friends. He's not going to get rid of me or he can't fire me or things like that. But that's the biggest mistake I've ever made in this business is hiring friends. And I won't do that anymore. <laughs> I promise you that. Learn the hard way. Yeah. And well, rejection. Yeah. Rejection. So wait, to dive a little bit deeper into the rejection, like in what sense? Elijah Howard has gotten a lot of no's. Yeah. And I think everybody has gotten a lot of, of no's. Course, but yeah, I've gotten too. a lot of no's. I've gotten a lot of um, ignoring Okay, gotcha. Or oh, the, like inquiries, like reaching out to yeah, people. Yeah, reaching out to people, cool. being left at scene. I don't know if I don't fit their description yeah. of a, an artist or, you know, 
just trying to open up from some for someone on stage. Cool. Like, hey, can I can I open up for you or can I sing at this venue? Can I be in this festival or things like that? Or yeah, keep asking. Don't yeah. don't. I've stop. never had a manager or agent. I've reached out to thousands of managers, agents. Either no response or they just weren't interested. But I'm like, hey, I'm, that's okay. I'll be my own manager, <laughs> my own agent. What is it like working out here, especially in this town? What's it like working without an agent or agent or manager at this time? It's actually easy. Yeah, like it's not. I mean, of course, I don't know the people that know. Like you know, they say you gotta know somebody that knows somebody. But because I, I come from that, I come from that world. Yeah, I, I feel like I've done pretty good without a. a Seems manager. like it, yeah. Yeah, because I put on. I, usually, a manager agent they'll tell you to go on tour and things like that. Mm-hmm. I made my own tour. I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting for nobody. And yeah, the outputs legit. Yeah, sold out shows, and I'm like, hey, people showed up for me. If that's not. I was and I kind of did it in a bad way. I was like, well, maybe if I can show them that people will show up for me and and sell out, like I can sell out concerts, maybe somebody will want to manage me or be my agent. Yeah, I sold out the shows, but when I was done, I was like, you know what? I don't care if they don't see it. I sold out my own shows. Well, people will come your way. You keep you keep keep doing that. Keep the opportunities just fall on, uh, yeah. in your lap. At least we hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah, no, would you, so would you want one eventually? Like, mm. do you think you need one or you could go? I've so- been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about just staying independent. I don't know. Mm. Uh, these contracts out here are a little scary. Like yeah. take advantage what about of them? I'm in contact with somebody right now who was talking about something about getting me signed to a record label. And he was explaining to me, oh, like, the yeah. difference from a, a 50-50 deal or an artist distribution yeah. deal. And I was yeah, like awesome. the 360. Yeah, that, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't think I want any of that. Like, they'll yeah. give you money up front, but then you owe them, like, all these albums and yeah. a part of your revenue or something like that. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, you, should, you should read the book, the Donald Passman book. I don't oh, know if you've read it yet. No, I haven't. Everything you need to know about the music, but it's a little old. It's like from... T- 2016 or something. Okay, but, I need yeah, to read I'll, that. I'll yeah, you do. It's a lot of it's a lot of shady people in the business. Yeah, I ain't trying to get. Caught I'm sure up things have changed and developed, but like it's a good basic starting point. Sure. So you're out here in LA. You're from here. What's it like working in both scenes out here in music and uh, as a filmmaker? It's pretty similar, actually. Mm-hmm. You you know you. Um, but it is different. Like going to the studio, making my own album. Like there's there's days where I'll go to the studio, start singing, and then later that day I have to run to a movie set, and I'm in charge, That's or cool. or just living my normal lifestyle. I feel like I always tell my friends I'm I'm living that Hannah Montana lifestyle that <laughs> Miley funny. Cyrus, and then she's Hannah Montana because when I go to work I'm a normal person. Of course my coworkers like Elijah Howard, Elijah, because they treat me differently when they see my Instagram, which is crazy because I'm still a normal person. But uh, when you give your coworkers, they're like, hey, add me. And they see me on Instagram. Now, all of a sudden, I'm this huge star. And they're like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be working. I'm like, guys, I need money just as much as y'all do. But um, living a double life, it's like from music to, to filmmaking, it's it's pretty similar. You just got to know when to turn the switches on and off. Because I can joke around with my friends all day long. And like I said, some of my friends were actors in my movies. And I would have to tell them, okay, y'all, we playing too much. Turn it off. Let's get the work done, and then mm. let's let's have. That'll be the boss. Put the yeah, foot down. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know when to play, and you gotta mm-hmm. know when to to work. I get that. So, you explained earlier, Michael and Janet Jackson, oh, like yeah. a, a interest in them. <laughs> Want to expand on that? How are they affected your career and like some of your visions? I don't know if you saw me smile. Every time I hear Michael <laughs> and Janet's name, I start smiling only because. They remain true to themselves throughout their whole. Have you been to Neverland? I've never been to Neverland. Oh, you gotta go. It's close. It's close. <laughs> Not to even that far. I don't even think I can get in the gate. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Just I being on it, the, just being in the, the yeah. premises yeah, yeah. will give me. But yeah, just hearing their names, I just re- 
just watching them throughout their career, they really stayed true to themselves. All the allegations Michael went through, he still stayed true to himself. I mean, he mm-hmm. could have cussed us smooth out. Well, not me because I wasn't in that, but he could have, you know, lost his mind, you know, went crazy and things. No, he stayed true to himself. Janet, all the, you know, from that Super Bowl incident to every, all the obstacles she had to go through, weight loss and all that stuff, they all stayed true to themselves and their music never changed. I don't hear their music, I don't hear cussing, I don't hear violence, I don't hear any kind of like things that can be detrimental to somebody like me growing up listening to it. A lot of people don't think music affects you, and music does. If you play music at a higher frequency, you can be calm. Yeah. I think it's like 720 hertz or something like that. But That's interesting. Yeah, music changes you. So Michael and Janet's music really changed me for the better. Like I said, I was a very bad kid. And as soon as I start listening to them, I changed. My teachers, some of my sixth grade teachers came to my... um. My show. my show. And mm-hmm. they were telling me after, of course, I was crying like a big baby, but they were telling me, you really changed. We, you know, I'm excited. I'm glad to see you like this because they didn't know what I was doing in life. I hit them. I caught the school like, hey, is Miss Boya still working here? Is, you oh, know, hey. And she's like, yeah, they're still here. Or uh, Miss, uh, you know, all their names. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you the other day. I'm so glad that you're doing good. But, yeah, I was headed down okay. a terrible path. Well, we're, we're glad you're here and we're glad you yeah. overcame Janet and Michael save me. <laughs> Beautiful. We're gonna we're gonna flip this, flip it a little bit. Go to a little bit of rapid fire with you. Heard. Um, do you have a favorite album ever made? Or we could switch it off. Go with a song or something. Favorite song. My favorite song is Janet Jackson. Doesn't really matter. Nice. Because yeah. that she, yeah. she talks about just uh, the inner being, not loving what you see in the in the moment. A lot of people, especially this generation, they get caught up in. Uh, how do you look? I mean, yeah, you can go for an attractive person, but that's not everything. Yeah. Some of these attractive people have really horrible attitudes or horrible just personality mm-hmm. traits. It's all about the inner being. That's what she's talking about. I love that. What, so I guess I'll do the opposite. What, what, any uh, Michael Jackson song that stands out to you to try and pick one? Michael Jackson. Oh, there's so many. But my favorite album of all time is Michael Jackson's Thriller, which was the cool. highest selling album of all time. Yep. Uh, my favorite song, probably The Way You Make Me Feel. That's a nice. good 80s guy. I love yeah. 80s. Do you have a favorite movie? Um, my favorite movie, I don't know if anybody know the movie. It's Three Ninjas. I don't. It was back in the 80s. Either that one or The Goonies. Cool. That's my one of my favorite movies. Love that. I had a poster in my room with that. The Goonies. Yeah. Heard. Um, what's, your, what's your zodiac sign? So I'm a Libra. So my birthday's this month. Oh, nice. T- yeah, okay, September well, 25th. Happy birthday soon. Thank you. <laughs> Someone from history you'd love to have dinner with. Michael Jackson. All right, there we go. <laughs> could have called that one. But... Just, so he could, just so he could tell me all the in and outs of the business. Love that. So uh, we're going to close out here. Um, if you want, want to tell the people uh, what you have going on next and where they could connect with you. Heard. So um, you can connect with me on Instagram, Elijah Howard Official. Just very simple. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people's Instagram names are crazy. But Elijah Howard Official, I'm on Spotify. Everything is under Elijah Howard. Um, what's next? My horror movie. That nice. comes out in October. Um, October or November is one of those two. And then you, we have my documentary, which is January. A Trip to the 80s, my album. Um, it was supposed to come out this year, but holidays are coming. I don't want to release an album during the holidays. So Understood. I'm thinking it's going to be at the beginning of 2024, which is in a couple months. So lots of music videos, lots of big things happening uh, with that album. Um, it's a lot. I, I can't say what it's... Elijah Howard trains moving forward. Yeah. Fast. I'm trying to sleep as much as I can because I know I'm not... <laughs> and I've never been on airplanes and things like that, but the team that I've been talking to, I have to be constantly on the move, so... Well, that's yeah, enough. Yeah, all over the place. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. New movie, new documentary, new music. 
Awesome. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have you on here. But, uh, congrats you. on everything you're doing, and uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch, man. Of course. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thank you.